Welcome to Small Business Lifeline, Crane's podcast to navigate the COVID crisis. My name is Christine Honey Dare Bryan, and I am an editor with Crane Communications. Today, we are getting into the nitty gritty about how small businesses can get relief from coronavirus. We are talking to Robert Scott, Regional Administrator for the Great Lakes Region with the Small Business Administration, about how the federal government can help. We then head to New York City, where we speak to reporter Ryan Deffenbaugh about how restaurants are finding money from other sources beyond the government. Today, we are here with Robert Scott, SBA's Regional Administrator for the Great Lakes Region, and he's going to take us through the details of the Paycheck Protection Program. Thank you so much for joining us. So really briefly, can you tell me what small businesses really need to know the top line points about the Paycheck Protection Program. Uh, This legislation uh, that was uh, produced by uh, Congress and and certainly supported by uh, the President uh, is a a great program that allows for small businesses to take advantage of their local lender in order to get a loan uh, for themselves in order to get through this obviously difficult time uh, in, in our country as as we deal with the coronavirus. So really um, basic details, how do I get the loan if I'm a small business? Do I apply through SBA? How do I get access to this? This is your lender. So there are uh, approved lenders, uh, SBA lenders, and then there's also typically non-SBA lenders that can also uh, do this do this program, but they have to be approved through the Small Business Administration. But uh, what I would recommend is uh, your folks, uh, if you're a small business owner, to call your uh, lending institution to see if they are participating in the PPP program. But certainly you can go to our website at sba.gov slash paycheck protection. And there's actually a Google map on there that shows all of the lending institutions that, that are participating in the triple P program. Now, what we're hearing in just a few days since this program has started is that banks and lenders have been completely inundated with requests for these loans. Uh, We're hearing that there are concerns that the banks might run out of money, that they've even already stopped lending. What is next? Is there going to be more money for the banks? What do you do if your bank says, we're just not handing out any more money for this program? Well, I, I would like to assure your, your audience that the president yesterday has announced that um, he is going to be making a request of Congress uh, to increase funding for the Triple P program. Uh, so I, I and has stated publicly, along with the with the Secretary of Treasury, that uh, they will not run up, run out of money. They will ensure that it's properly funded in order to assist those small businesses. Um, the other thing I would tell your audience is that is a particular lender says they're not going to take any more applications. Well, there's plenty of other lenders uh, out there that are still taking applications. And again, you can find them at sba.gov backslash paycheck protection. The other thing that we're hearing right now is that SBA has some pretty general guidelines, but when small businesses go to apply, the banks are putting up much higher lending standards. And so while SBA might say you don't need a lot of paperwork, the lenders are. What rights do um, borrowers have in these kind of conditions? Well, certainly, um, it's it's not uh, 
you know, our, the SBA's money, i.e. the government's money, it's the lending institution that is obviously it's their capital that they're they're lending out. The program does put um, some very, very good guidelines for lenders. It, it is meant to help small business owners and, and uh, others that are listed in our categories that, that certainly can apply in nonprofits. Um, but uh, lenders can put additional criteria on it. What I will tell you is, is that there are plenty of lenders out there that are, that are making deals and dispersing funds in order to assist small businesses. So what advice do you have to small businesses if they can't even get a banker on the phone or they're having um, trouble with, a, you know, a bank, a lending institution, just go to another bank? You're saying that's what the option is? Well, again, there, there's a number of banks. Uh, what I'll tell you is, uh, you know, we're, we're releasing information and the secretary's tweeting, the president's tweeting, my, the, the SBA administrator's tweeting that there are over, well over uh, thousands of lenders that are doing this. So um, if it's a particular lender, just because of their internal processes is saying, okay, we're not going to take any more apps. Uh, I would I would certainly go to another lender. There are online lenders that are that are part of a, a, this program. Uh, there's lenders all across the country. Uh, there's community banks, credit unions. There are a number of lenders out there that that are certainly doing deals. I do know that there are some lending institutions that you know they're they're just they're, they've taken in so many apps they they have to process them in order to push them to the system. So they've kind of halted um, some of you know some of their outreach and, and certainly taking in applications. But there are plenty of lenders out there still doing deals. And then also the fact that there is still funding certainly in the program and the president has uh yesterday come out publicly and said there will be money we will not run out of money for this program and what about the actual application i've been reading that um and speaking with small business owners who have said that there the application needed to be updated it was somewhat outdated what is the status of that right now um, there is a borrower application form on our website. Again, it's the same page at sba.gov uh, backslash uh, paycheck protection. And if you just go to sba.gov, you'll, you'll make it there. There's a link right at the top of the website that you can click on and get straight to it. But there is a PPP borrower application form on our website. I would encourage your audience to uh, go there, download it. Um, certainly the banks can, uh, uh, or I'm sorry, lending institutions can can do anything with their application. They may require some more documentation, but it, from the SBA standpoint, standpoint it's, it's very basic. And what should I watch out for if I'm a small business owner? I've had um, I personally have had people approach me in the last week and say, oh, I can get you an SBA loan and, um, you know, you just need to pay X fee and, um, and we can take care of this for you. What should people be aware of in terms of fraud and small business owners who are completely stretched thin right now? What should they watch out for that does not sound like it's an approved project or a loan? Right. Um, there, there are, unfortunately, some, some folks out there that have fraudulent, you know, activities going on, um, certain websites you should, you should be aware of. What, again, I, I can't press this enough for the audience. Go to sba.gov backslash paycheck protection. There is a Google map on there. If you type in your zip code, it will show you all the approved lenders in your region that, that are doing these deals with the, and are, are participating in the P program. Be leery on websites that look strange. Um, again, it's got the .gov and it's SBA and it's on our website. It's solid. 
wonderful. Final question, if uh, the Triple P program doesn't work for my business, what else is out there? What should I know about? Where should I look on the SBA site? Sure. Um, we have what is called the Economic Injury Disaster Loan, uh, and, there, and it has a, an emergency advance program that is available. That was a fine in the law, um, and while it has been declared by, by the administrator of the SBA and certainly supported by the president, um, that is available, and you can apply at sba.gov, and, and you'll find it on there. There's also what is called SBA Express Bridge Loans that uh, uh, you know folks can uh, look into and then if you're a current SBA loan holder you can actually uh, automatically have any of your payment principal interest deferred for six years that's automatic uh, so if you're a current SBA loan holder um, you know that that is that is a part of the deal and then also if you get an existing current a new SBA loan back loan um, it is also deferred uh, for six months as well um, there's a host of other information there's links to our resource partners these small business development centers that also can link uh, the audience into micro lenders or state programs that, that are available um, we are here to help there is a lot of information online and we're continuing every day pouring more information online because of uh, kind of the social distancing rules that are out there so somebody just can't traditionally walk into a, a bank or, or you know, a development center or whatnot so please uh, go to sba.gov lots of resources on there for a small business owner that that needs assistance Wonderful. Thank you. Robert Scott with the SBA, uh, Regional Administrator for the Great Lakes Region. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Christine. So for businesses who are waiting for federal relief, there needs to be some way to bring in money. And we have a reporter here, Ryan Deffenbaugh from Cranes New York Business, who's been looking at alternatives for small businesses who are waiting for federal funding. Hi, Ryan. It's great to have you. Hi. Thank you for having me. So what are some other ways that small businesses were able to kind of come up with funding while they're waiting to go back into business, waiting for any kind of federal assistance? So for a lot of restaurants and nightlife venues and small business in general, they're, they're trying to kind of rally their customers online. So for, the, for, the, for that, a lot of them are turning to GoFundMe um, and they're launching pages that, you know, like one restaurant called it a digital tip jar. It's essentially, you know, they're not looking at it as, as, a, as a way to, um, replace their salaries entirely for employees. It's more of a way to just kind of get money to employees to get by. And then how responsive and supportive are their customers being? Are they being as generous as they were before? Um, I think it probably varies by restaurants, but I mean, um, places that, that already have like a pretty strong following have been able to really rally. Like there, there was a, a bar that I wrote about in Brooklyn called the Double Windsor that launched their page. And within uh, three or four days, they had uh, they had, meet, they had met their $10,000 goal. Um, last I checked, they're now at $15,000. Um, and the, the owner of the bar who I, who I spoke with said, you know, he saw a lot of familiar names on there, but at the same time, there are also some names he didn't recognize at all. So this had kind of spread even beyond on just the um, customer, the typical customers for the bar. Now, tell me about GoFundMe. Is it that uh, that restaurants are just using GoFundMe, or are they trying other ways to raise money to keep their businesses afloat? I think GoFundMe has generally been the uh, most common way. It's a name that a lot of people know and a lot of people are familiar with. Um, 
but but there've also been some more like localized efforts um here there was a tech company that works with restaurants generally on their ordering platforms and what they did is they launched a whole new website called Help Main Street that um is essentially pre-creates a map and tells you where you can buy gift cards for restaurants that you like with the idea that you know you buy a gift card now it sends some money to the restaurant and then you know once it, uh the business is back as normal you can go and enjoy a meal uh there's also a separate platform that kind of directs you to restaurants that are selling their wine collection uh this is like a product that's already there for the restaurants they're not using as much now as so they can sell that as a kind of way to get a cash infusion Great. Now, um tell me how much though of a cut do the actual businesses get? Is it that they get 100% if they're getting a gift card? How much are we talking about these kind of third-party vendors that are helping them get money? How much are they taking? Um I think it'll vary by which platform the restaurants are using. A lot of restaurants already had platforms to sell gift cards online. Um and some are now launching them directly. Um so obviously if if it's something where you are just sending an email to the restaurant and saying, you know, I want a $50 gift card and they send it in the mail, then they're obviously keeping all of that. Um otherwise, you know, if they're using some sort of other platform, the fees may vary. Um and I know for GoFundMe, um the a lot of them are launched by the restaurant owners themselves but the the restaurant owners are pro- are promising to divvy up all the money you know towards staff rather than you know send it to the business great thank you so much for sharing your reporting with us ryan davenbaugh with cranes new york business thank you Thanks for listening to Small Business Lifeline. This has been Christine Hawney Dear Brian with Crane Communications. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast network. We will be coming to you each week with more tips on how small businesses can keep surviving through this pandemic. Have a prosperous week.